When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? You can catch that action on ESPN Radio on Sunday, 1 to 5. And then at 5 p.m., tune in for primetime with Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas. <laughs> this is Amber Wilson and <laughs> Shay Cornette <laughs> filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. We are missing Canty and Carlin, but not this segment. Chris Carlin, of course, co-host of this show, is joining us. And Carlin, if you had taken Nuno's advice and you had gone to your wife and you had said you should have known better, what would happen? <laughs> I, I don't even know happen. why. Like, I'm married 15 years. Why would I turn to somebody who's never been married? That was not yeah. not a smart move on your part. Yes, the and I would never, I would <laughs> never do that. But really, to the bigger point as to how stupid I am to begin with, <laughs> because my wife was listening and texted me and said, uh, in not so many words, not so many kind words, I get in at 7, not 3.30. <laughs> He's like, she's like, get it right. I was just upset. I was telling you in the break that that it cut out right after the cornets are on on Sunday. I didn't get to hear anyone's reaction. So if there was crap talking going on, oh no, I no, didn't no. even, I didn't even have a chance to know no, about. I it. said, well, of course I'm going to be listening, <laughs> <laughs> which That's I will right be. You know, I, well, now I'll be listening to primetime with Amber because I'm picking her up at seven. <laughs> there you go. There now we've got this all situ- situated. Exactly. Yeah, what, we, what we won't be listening to is maybe Elijah Moore in a Jets uniform much longer because the Jets wide receiver Carlin after whining seemingly quite a bit this week on Twitter and being excused from practice for a personal day according to coach Robert Sala is now apparently requesting a trade what do you make of this situation for a team that is actually good and they're sitting at four and two like things were are going right for the Jets what are we talking about here it's it's year two and Things are actually going right. Uh, you know, I, uh, the only thing I can figure, and I'm sure that this is at least where it started to build up, is when they took Garrett Wilson in the first round. And he thought, well, they're taking another receiver. Maybe they don't believe in me, or or they, you know, it's just one more guy who's going to get the ball more than me. But I, I don't know why he would feel this way. When you have this group of receivers together with Corey Davis – this could be really, really good. I I don't know that you're going to get moved to a better situation right now. And I, I don't know. I To me, this is on whoever is advising him. This okay. is whoever is saying in his ear, you need to be in a better situation. Or if he's thinking that, if you're in your, you're an agent, you need to get in his ear and say, hey, you need to get in front of him and say, this is your second year. This is a a pretty good situation with a quarterback who's actually starting to come around. I would not screw this one up and start rocking the boat this early when you have not exactly established yourself as the next Randy Moss yet. 
Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's had 16 receptions in six games so far, but when you look at the depth charts, I just pulled it up, and I'm like, what are we dealing with here? This is not like some stacked wide receiving core that, that he's getting at virtually no touches. Like, have a conversation with your coach, with your quarterback, whoever else you need to, and move on, because another situation you're going to go to, there's going to be just as many wide receivers in that room. Like, look around at the good teams. They have a plethora of weapons, and that's why they're good. I need to move on. Um, okay, Carlin, <laughs> let's talk about Thursday Night Football, because tonight we do have a game, and Thursday Night Football, let's just call it what is a stunk the last few weeks, okay? Yeah. And tonight we got two teams also not good in the Saints and the Cardinals. Two teams wildly underachieving, but I guess you get DeAndre Hopkins back. From your from where you sit and what you think, which team needs this win more tonight? I think the Cardinals do. Um, I don't – for the Saints, when you're without Lattimore, you're without Michael Thomas tonight, um, we don't know what Jameis Winston is. I mean, I, I would look at the Cardinals here – and Dan Graziano said this with us this morning when we were filling in for Greeny. Like, this should be a game that the Cardinals should take care of, but when do they do that? Mm-hmm. You know, they this is not their M.O. Um, to me, this should be a Cardinals win no matter what. I think it's important for them to win this game. I look at the NFC West. If I'm the Cardinals, opportunity is right there. It is not a very good division. You go to two and five, you bury yourself in a hole in, in a division where you could easily do some damage. I, I look at the Saints, and I think they made a couple of poor choices with Jameis Winston and Dennis Allen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, Amy Trask talked about Dennis Allen when he got the job, and just thought it was a horrible hire. And she had worked with him uh, in Oakland, and and just felt like communication wasn't great, all that kind of stuff. Maybe it's better the second time around, but when you're trying to fix Jameis Winston in his career and you're trying to do it without Sean Payton, I think that's asking a lot. I think that's asking a lot. Uh, it certainly is. I think anybody following Sean Payton, period, uh, it's asking a lot. Now, you mentioned there Jameis Winston, by the way. We were reporting that Andy Dalton's getting the start tonight. I think Jameis Winston's supposed to be QB3 tonight, so I'm oh. not sure we're going to see Jameis for the Saints. So he may not be the answer. Uh, let's talk about the Cardinals, though, for a minute. You said that I, – I believe you said on Greeny when you were filling in for him that the Cardinals have buyer's remorse over Cliff Kingsbury. It almost feels more like extension remorse to me, but certainly remorse, Carlin. Yeah. Extended – they bought the extended warranty, I guess. Right. Except – Oh, you can't ever fall for that extended warranty. No. you got to hang up those calls when they call No. And, and I don't think that's going to be able to fix what this is right now. Um. I, I didn't really understand why they gave it to um, to both Kingsbury and to Steve Keim. Keim is the same guy that drafted Josh Rosen. A year later, he's fi- <laughs> you know they hired Steve Wilkes. A year later, they're firing him. They're moving on from Josh Rosen, and he gets to start fresh again, and then he gets a contract extension. That didn't make sense. And I thought it was a little soon for Kingsbury. You could point to the overall picture of the last couple of years and say they've improved – I would point to the beginning of last year versus the second half when they go 7-0, and and then from then on, they don't exactly tear it up. They they really fell apart. So those are, are some circumstances that I would have paid closer attention to before I handed over uh, an extension to the head coach. I, I don't know if they have buyer's remorse right now or not. I certainly would. And then there's the question, are they going to have buyer's remorse on Kyler Murray later this year? I don't think it's a lock that they're going to be thrilled that they 
handed him all that money. Uh, I, I, like, I agree with what you're saying, but I feel no sympathy at all for this Cardinals team in terms of having buyer's remorse. They knew exactly what they were getting in Cliff Kingsbury. The yep. guy had six years in, the, in college and was 35 and 40. I mean, I thought he was getting hired off the fact that he coached Patrick Mahomes. I, I had no idea why he was just handed on a silver platter this this head coaching job. And I I mean, I don't mean that disrespectfully. I, I just felt like we talked well, all the time. He had just gotten fired from Texas Tech. Exactly. Like, I, I, this is what I'm saying. Like, at the time, I remember being like, what? Cliff Kingsbury? Like, how about an offensive coordinator position for a little bit of the National Football League? And then we'll talk about it. I just, I thought it was completely left-sided. And now you look at this situation they're in. They're in the bottom bottom 10 of the league in almost every metric on the offensive side of the ball. It's And that's supposed to be the bread and butter. It's so disappointing in every single way. Quickly here, before we let you go, um, this is just like joyful to me as a Bears fan to ask uh, Carlin. So go mm. ahead. Why are the Packers maybe going to make or miss the postseason? I don't think I, I just don't think they're good enough. They're defensively. Uh, Chris and I have spent a lot of time on this. Defensively, they are just they can't stop the run, and they're 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 giving up plays. And Aaron Rodgers uh, just doesn't have great wide receivers to work with, or even decent wide receivers. And I I have to tell you, um, I I feel no sympathy for him whatsoever. In this in this situation, good. That None. makes two of us. I, I mean, the fact that Devonte Adams wanted to get away from him and took less money to do it, I, I think, is an underrated storyline this year. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, this is I'm kind of enjoying after he put us all through his stupid drama of the last couple of years. That now the drama has taken another form in his misery in Green Bay. <laughs> It has done done that. Not in his bank account, uh, but certainly no. in the win column, at least so far. Chris Carlin, co-host of the show, Canteen Carlin. Carlin, thanks for coming by. All right. Thanks, guys. Canteen Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next here, Amber Wilson and Shay Cordette filling in for the guys. Last year, the Rams signed OBJ, and it led to a Super Bowl. So can history repeat itself this year? That's next. This is ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Could the rich get even richer? This is Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Shay Cornette filling in for the guys. So this week, Shay, the Chiefs restructured 
Kelsey's contract. And could the restructuring of Travis Kelsey's contract have something to do with Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, maybe Kelsey thinks so. Jason and Travis Kelsey, they have a podcast together called New Heights with Jason and Travis Kelsey. And on that podcast, take a listen to Travis talking about what his extension means for OBJ. It's a start to a move, right? Do you think so? You're freeing up cap space to be able to do something. Yeah, my agent just hit me up and said that they want to free up some cap space. So I was like, I get the money now. All right. And it frees up cap space for us to get better as a team. So you cannot verify or debunk the rumors out there surrounding OBJ? Odell Beckham Jr.? That's the OBJ I'm referring to. I want them to come true. I have not heard anything in the locker room or anything around the facility. All right, playing a little coy with it. I get it. Something's in the air for sure. And if it means OBJ. <laughs> Something's in the air, Shay. Uh, certainly sounds like at least he thinks that is what is in the air. Now, of course, he wouldn't necessarily know and he wouldn't know what OBJ has planned because I think that OBJ might have some options. But obviously we saw OBJ land with the Rams, help them win a Super Bowl. He didn't have a ton of an impact during the regular season. He did have an impact for them in the postseason, scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl, goes down with injury. Now he's got to come back from that injury. I don't know what version of OBJ we're going to get, but if you consider him with the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, they lost Tyreek Hill. They tried to do what they could to fill that void, bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster, bringing in Valdez-Scantling, drafting Sky more, but you have a gaping hole there whenever a Tyreek Hill leaves your team, and certainly this would help shore that up even more. So when Tyreek Hill left, I remember saying of the additions that they brought in in, in Juju Smith-Schuster and Valdez Scantling and on and on is you have the things that Tyreek Hill had, speed, route running, but not all in one player, um, and a big body or whatever. You know what I mean? So on, mm -hmm. and, so th so on and so forth. And so, look, the Chiefs, they're well off. They, they rank in the top five in total yards. They rank in the top five in terms of passing yards. They're well off in terms of their receivers. But adding OBJ would only make the rich get richer, as you said, a Amber, in this case. And I think the Chiefs, while they don't necessarily need him, like I wouldn't say they can't win without him. But I wouldn't say they can't win with it. You know what I mean? Like they can figure out a way to win without him and with him even more so. OBJ last year dropped one of 74 targets when he was with the Rams. He had a 47% catch rate on deep passes. He was very good for them. In the in the Super Bowl, we obviously saw him score a touchdown before he got hurt. Including the playoffs, he saw, saw more than three targets in nine games. He scored in six of those games. He's good when it matters and when the lights are bright. Played in New York for a really long time. Going to Kansas City where you're a shoo-in basically to the postseason. And again, you're added to already offensive weaponry that is at a complete premium. Good play calling, a good quarterback. What more could you possibly want? Um, however, I think there are other teams out there, Amber, that need him much more desperately. For example... Let's talk about the Packers, mm -hmm. because I think the Packers are a team that can't win without him. OK, however, everything I'm saying is that they're trying to go get a guy like Chase Claypool, which obviously would help as well. But I don't think it's of caliber 
um, of the same caliber that you would get in a guy like OBJ. And I could be wrong about that because I don't know that we've seen the ceiling for Chase Claypool and maybe we have for OBJ. So I'm not, I, you know, I don't want to like die on that sword. Um, but the Packers absolutely need to add some sort of wide receiver presence to their room. Otherwise, they can't continue on this path. Like, they can't continue playing the way that they've played and expect to be anywhere near the postseason. So who needs him more? Definitely would be the Packers. But who do I think ultimately he's going to land with? It's going to be the Chiefs. And then I think they're even more of a threat than they already were in the AFC. I think the Packers going after, like, a Chase Claypool – I mean, he's 24 years old, right? And, and you're not talking about a player coming off of a major injury like you are with OBJ, a player with OBJ that you already had questions because, again, we didn't really see any sort of astronomical performance from him during the regular season last season either. And so it's been a long time since OBJ was peak OBJ. And so can he get back there if he's coming off of this injury? Who knows? He's going to be a key contributor. I do understand, I guess, the Packers looking at some other options. And like you said, maybe we haven't seen the ceiling for Claypool yet if there is that interest there in trading for him I do think that OBJ would go a long way to helping that Packers team but also largely because I think anybody would go like you like you seven months pregnant may go a long way to helping that <laughs> Packers team at this point Shay Cornette right now because that's how much trouble I think that the Packers are in so I think that they're a much more desperate franchise than the Kansas City Chiefs I do think, though, that OBJ has options. And if you're looking at it from his perspective, he's coming back from an injury. I think it was Rob Ninkovich who was on Barton Hahn today who I heard talking about, hey, I've had that same injury. Like, don't rush back from it. Take your time because there's no do-overs if you blow it out again, right? If you're OBJ, that would probably maybe signify the end of your career. And so you want to take your time coming back from this injury and maybe not rush it back. You probably also want to go to a contender. Because, by the way, that worked out really well for you last season. And so you're probably looking at options. Like, we heard the rumors as we were going into this season. We were talking about the Bills as an option. And Von Miller was flirting with him. Hey, follow me here. We did it in L.A. Let's do it over here now in Buffalo together. And that'll be a contender. Obviously, the Kansas City angle. Could he go back to the Rams? Will they be in a position to contend? So I don't know if Green Bay is the most attractive option to Odell Beckham Jr. Because, like you said, I don't – with or without him – this may not be a particularly good team. They desperately need him. They, he would maybe give them a chance if he's healthy, but I don't know if he's their, his best chance. Here's what I'll say. The wide receivers that could be on the move here in the next coming weeks, like we we told you the news about Elijah Moore wanting out from the Jets. Whether or not they're going to allow him to be traded, it, it remains to be seen. The then Jets right now are saying no. The Jets have no right, interest. Okay. Right, but maybe maybe they change their mind. I don't right. know. So yeah, that's one thing, the Elijah Moore. Then we talked about Chase Claypool. Maybe the Steelers decide that they're going to trade him, and maybe he does end up going to the Packers. We don't know what's going to happen with OBJ. This could be a free agent market now that could be really interesting. Maybe Darius Slayton is on the move for the Giants. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying this this all could get really interesting with these wide receivers being on the mood midseason, which is not something that I feel like we're accustomed to seeing, and teams getting better quickly. And then obviously, once they get into the fold we're at the end of October here guys are starting to get accustomed with the playbook accustomed to the play calling used to their quarterbacks come mid-November and it's go time so I, I'm actually really looking forward to see how all this shakes out in terms of the wide receiver market here and over the next couple of weeks the good news for Chiefs fans is I'm not sure you need it and I'm saying that yeah. as a Dolphins fan who desperately wanted the Chiefs to miss Tyreek Hill so so much like I wanted them to just break because Tyreek Hill is just that important and uh, they've been doing okay so far with that whole receiver by committee approach that they're taking in Kansas City. Apparently it's the quarterback.
Who knew? Uh, coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, time to give prompts and make some money. We all love money, honey. That's next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It is time to give props, which means it is time to make some money. We all like some money, especially Evan Wilder. He is our producer. Evan, join us for this segment. Make yeah, us money. So, Lead us. Yeah, so give props. A couple Thursday night football prop bets. You know, make you some money tonight as you're watching the Cardinals and the Saints. So the first one, we do it every week. Who scores the first touchdown? Jay? I'm going to go with Kyler Murray rushing touchdown. Kyler Murray, quarterback for... The Arizona Cardinals scores the first touchdown of the game. The Cardinals have yet to score the first touchdown in any of their games this season. They've only <laughs> scored two first half touchdowns all year. So I just, I can't, I just can't do it uh, with the Cardinals, even though I really have a hard time believing in the Saints either. Alvin Kamara desperately needs a touchdown. We haven't seen his production this season. Like we're expecting at least not when it comes to getting into the end zone. I'll go with Kamara. All right, so Kyler plus 900, Kamara plus 525. Kamara and Taysom Hill are the co-favorites to be the first touchdown scorer. Oh, come on, guys. Tonight. Yeah, You know what? The, the Cardinals need to figure out something, and they need to f- – don't we know Thursday night we just, like, throw all the rules out the window? This, we don't have to play by the book. All right, Well, that's next? why I was going with Kamara, because apparently Hill actually is the one – that he steals it all from Kamara. This is why Kamara hasn't gotten into the end zone yet this season. It's because Hill's there stealing it. And I'm just hoping Thursday night's wacky and we go with different game plans. Uh, that was my philosophy there with the Saints. But maybe you're right. Maybe that'll be the philosophy for the Arizona Cardinals instead. They've got to score. Everybody needs to. Both these teams need to score. Goodness. DeAndre Hopkins back tonight from his six-game suspension. Over under five and a half receptions for DeAndre Hopkins, Amber. I'll go over uh, because they so desperately need his help. I don't know what Hopkins is going to look like back. I don't know what that chemistry is going to be like, but I would imagine Murray's going to be looking at him all game long. Uh, I'll go over as well. I mean, he threw out a hype video for his return from a suspension, so I'm going to hope that he comes out guns blazing. Uh, So I'll go over as well for Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. We got Ev. Kyler Murray, anytime interception. Yes is minus 129. No is minus 106. So will Kyler Murray throw an interception tonight, Jay? 
Yes, he will throw an interception. Are we pr- trying to pretend like this Cardinals team is perfect? They ain't. Um, they get. I, I went positive with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm gonna and I went positive with Kyler Murray first rushing touchdown. I'm gonna go negative here. Um, I think neither of these teams are very good. We're gonna see sloppy football at times, and that means Kyler Murray throwing it to the other teams. I think actually not once, but twice. I think he has two interceptions in this game, Amber. I think we're also gonna see sloppy football because it's Thursday night, right? <laughs> yeah. That's been the theme, and it's Thursday Night Football with two bad teams. So, yes, Kyler Murray is going to throw an interception. I will absolutely take the over on this. Kyler Murray over or under 35.5 rushing yards? Shay? Uh, Over. (laughs) Easily, I'll go over. 35.5, that's it? That's all you're giving him? Um, I'll go over easily on this one. Kyler Murray over 35.5 rushing yards. I told you he's going to have a rushing touchdown. That's going to count for, like, 14 out of the gates. So, I'm going over. I feel like 35 and a half is a decent number there, but I'll still go over. I think that he's going to have to do quite a bit of it with his legs. So sure. Kyla Murray over Cam Jordan over and over under oh, I like this three one. and a half tackles. Mm, Amber. I, I like that one. I'm going over for three and a half tackles, which is minus minus one twenty-seven. I'll take it. Cam Jordan. I think that he's a beast. He'll have a beast of a game. Uh, okay. So, so, Tackle is different than sacks, okay? Let's. Right. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, like, mansplain or womensplain anyone. I'm just saying I'm talking myself through this. Chase-plain? Chase-plain. Thank you. That's better. Um, so I'm going to go over as well. If you had thrown out, like, one and a half sacks, I probably would have gone under. But I'm going to go over for tackles because I feel like he definitely will, will eclipse that. Andy Dalton, your favorite. <laughs> 11 road primetime games in a row that his teams have lost. That's like over. Th- By like 17 points or more, whatever that stat was. That's like <laughs> over three different. Like I think if it happens tonight, it'll be like four, 12 in a row over four different franchises, right? You got like the Bengals, <laughs> the Cowboys, the Bears, the, Bears and the Saints. The Saints, yeah. So bad. Incredible. It's so bad. All right, over under one and a half touchdown passes for Andy Dalton tonight, Jay. Under, uh, under touchdown passes. I think maybe we get one out of him. Uh, maybe Alvin Kamara accounts for one, maybe Taysom Hill. I swear, Amber, whenever the Saints are playing, you know, we have our, our Sunday radio show, Game Day mm-hmm. on ESPN Radio. I swear, whenever the Saints are playing, I look up, I'm like, is Taysom Hill the only player on this team? He's the only one I ever see with the football in his hands half the time. So I think he's going to account for more touchdowns. Um, but I, I'll say under. Sorry, Andy Dalton. I, I can't. I cannot. I cannot with you. Under. The Saints love themselves some Taysom Hill. I've, they I've do. joked about it for years. I thought it was a Sean Payton thing, but apparently it's just a Saints organization thing. Uh, not to take anything away from Taysom Hill, but it is a little bit amusing. I agree with you. Hill finds the end zone. I already said Kamara finds the end zone. So I don't know how many passing touchdowns that I'm relying on Andy Dalton to throw tonight. Jameis Winston, by the way, is apparently QB3 tonight. Uh, so it seems like we won't be seeing him. This is, I guess, going to be the Andy Dalton show, if that's what you want to call it. One and a half, though. Could we get two out of him? Could we get no. two passing, passing touchdowns? Passing. It has to be passing. All right. I'll Without, take, I'll take without, the under. She talked me into see, it. I'll take I, the that's under. What, yeah, I talked her anyway. Where, right. This has been a very negative segment here about uh, Thursday Night Football. <laughs> a, a bad Thursday Night Football game that even though every other sport is being played on the history of planet Earth, I will still watch because that is the power of the NFL. And that's just <laughs> the reality of the world that we live in. Evan, thank you. Sports Equinox, they call it. I didn't even know it had a name. I, maybe I, that's terrible of me. I work in sports. I didn't even know it had a name. I didn't but either. It, where did that name I feel like somebody just made up. In, in fact, I was listening to Barton Hahn earlier, and they were calling it something else. It wasn't Equinox. I can't remember what they were calling it. 
calling it. So they ju- they made up their own name. They made up their own name, or maybe there's several names for what today is. I don't know. I definitely saw it called Sports Equinox by many different verified people on different platforms. Again, that means Major League Baseball playoffs, MLS playoffs, NFL Thursday Night Football, college football, NBA, and NHL, and it's going to be a great night. Can't it means wait. if you're a sports fan, tonight is the night for you. <laughs> we got it all. Also, Canty and Carlin, we got it all here. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, we will get to it all. Carlin's not here, but his play of the night is. Plus, a quarterback who went to in a uh, to a different Big Ten school says he has Wolverine blood. We'll explain. <laughs> this is ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Amber Wilson and Shay Cornette filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. And Shay, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they were disappointing yesterday as they took (laughs) on the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pels looked a lot better than the Nets. Uh, If you're just tuning in, you didn't watch the game last night, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, Katie must have not played. Oh, no, 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 he did. 32 minutes. Uh, Kyrie must have not played. Oh, no, 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 he did. 34 minutes. Uh, What about Ben Simmons? He was making his debut. He must have done something. Mm, No, you'd be wrong. Uh, He was out there for 23 minutes, did a whole lot of pretty much nothing, frankly. Not even defensively did he look that great. And so the Nets kind of look like a mess. Nevertheless, Stephen A. Smith, he doesn't think so. Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilbon from NBA Countdown, we're on Get Up, where Stephen A. Smith made a very bold prediction about those same Brooklyn Nets. Listen to this. The Brooklyn Nets are going oh, to the stop. finals. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. The Brooklyn Nets are going to the finals. I got the Brooklyn Nets against the Warriors in the NBA Finals. What, That's what, what I got. finals are the Nets going to? The Jeopardy final? What, what final are they going to? <laughs> were you, were you, you know what's interesting? I know I was sitting elbow to elbow with you when they got swept out of last year's playoffs. Now, remember, Shay, Kevin Durant wanted out of this Nets team uh, just a matter of months ago, and now Stephen A. Smith has his Nets team in the NBA Finals. And if you just looked at the names on the rosters, it's not the craziest thing ever said. If I told you a couple years ago that we'd put together a team with KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons and they could they make an NBA Finals, you'd be like, sure, not to mention any of these other, you know, Patty Mills and whatever else on this team. But we've seen it. We've seen not much of it when it comes to Ben Simmons, but we've seen these pieces individually. We saw what it looked like yesterday. Do you have any hope that Stephen A. Smith is right? Uh, No. (laughs) So Stephen A. said this uh, prior to the start of the season, and I was watching it, and I was like, oh, he's he's going. He's doing it. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, he's doing it. But then I'm like, well, maybe he's on to something. Maybe he's right. And then I watched that game, and I was like, no, he ain't. He's he's off. (laughs) Uh, we've right. already we've already laid into Ben Simmons enough, so I don't need to go there and um, what he was not able to do because I think he's still gonna he's gonna take some time to come along. The person take I'm gonna some lay time. In, I mean, you're a little even more time. about Ben, S- but ben I mean, Simmons for half my I mean, lifetime. I mean, you're right. I mean, like with this group, like he's gonna <laughs> it's gonna need some games under his belt. Kyrie Irving being six of nineteen and zero of six from three point range is inexcusable. I'm not here for it. And this team losing by 22 points against a Pelican squad that you should be competitive with down the stretch until the end. All also, 
it, not not able to be explained. And Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving and all the offseason and last season crap that went on, you guys need to figure this out because game one came and went and it was embarrassing. And the, the Brooklyn Nets have way too much talent and way too much money invested into the squad for this is the way that they need to look. And I have no idea if Steve Nash is a good head coach or not, but hopefully we'll find out in these next couple of games because so far that still remains to be seen. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It's a primetime parlay. Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Shay Cornette filling in for the guys today. And of course, Chris Carlin, he's not here. Although he did stop by the show earlier. Shout out to Carlin for stopping by his own show. We love when he does that. Rob Ninkovich, also shout out to him for joining us. Jason Taylor, the NFL legend. We had Rodney McLeod, the Colts safety, on with us as well. And Big Perk to talk NBA. We had an action-packed show today. If you miss any of it, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. But even though Carlin is not here we have not forgotten that you love to make money so let's make you some money here's carlin's best play of the night all right gonna make things a little bit different for the play of the day today we're gonna tie in the two big events tonight alcs game two along with the saints and cardinals on caesar sportsbook deandre hopkins who makes his return from suspension scoring a touchdown along with aaron judge hitting a home run. So that two-pronged parlay, paying at plus 1,300 right now. Let's have a little fun, watch both games, and play that. So it's Hopkins to score a touchdown, along with Aaron Judge to Homer. Enjoy. Count that cash. There you go. It's a primetime parlay. A primetime parlay. Do we know baseball, Carlin's record? Uh, I don't know Carlin's record. I try not pretty to ask good. questions. It's and, pretty and good. All he's right, only good. lost one primetime parlay. Oh, wow. Ah, right. All right, Well, then Carlin. I would listen to him. So there you go. DeAndre Hopkins touchdown and Aaron Judge home run. Speaking of, it is time for us to go three and out. This is three and out and three and out is brought to you by Indeed. Need to hire? You need Indeed.com slash credit. So you heard Carlin mention it there. The Yanks are in action tonight. The Yankees Astros game two of the ALCS will follow us immediately after we get off air. In game one, Verlander struck out 11 and six innings, allowing a run on three hits and the Astros took game one. Verlander was helped by a generous strike zone from home plate umpired by Mike Mushlinski. And here's Aaron Boone of the Michael K show earlier today on if there's extra f- pressure now facing the Yankees to win this season. I mean, this is why you do it to play for the ultimate. So it is a lot of fun. There's definitely a lot of pressure that goes with it. There's nothing better than a big win or a win within a series. And that feeling you have right after knowing all that went into it and knowing how hard it is to win in the playoffs. And there's also that kind of gut wrenching feeling and disappointment when you lose a game, but you got to be able to deal with all of it and, and just embrace all of it and try and put your best foot forward every day and try to be as prepared as you can be. Saying all the right things there, that Aaron Boone, Shea, but can the Yanks get back into this thing in game two? 
100% they could get back into this thing. This roster is constructed for them to be able to compete with the best, and that goes up against the Astros. Um, look, I, I love New York media. I've been out here now for like two or three years, Amber, but these, this is a group that jumps to conclusions faster than anybody I know. If they can find a way to have some, some – uh, a long ball involvement tonight and not just score two runs. They'll be in this thing with the quickness. And and having a left-handed pitcher, the Astros do tonight, helps their lineup as well. So for me, yes, there's no added pressure after one game. Pump the brakes. It's fine. Also, after tonight, this game's in Houston. The series shifts back to New York. So advantage Yankees there as well. One game where Aaron Judge went 0-4. One game where the bats were not alive from the best hitting team in the AL this season. Uh, one game where they don't have to now face, at least not in game two, Verlander's a Cy Young-worthy performance from him again. And in a game where they landed in Houston at 2 a.m. So they might have been feeling yeah. that as well. So there was a lot of things in game one stacked against the New York Yankees. I agree with you. They could easily bounce back here in game two. Moving on to the NFL. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson was limited in practice on Thursday, the second consecutive day that his hamstring injury has curtailed his workload. Backup quarterback Brett Ripien has taken a large portion of the snaps for the starters over the past two days. And although he declined to dive into specifics before practice, Nathaniel Hackett said that the backup must be prepared to play Sunday against the Jets. Meanwhile, here is Russell Wilson on his own recovery. Feeling better, feeling better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but uh, <laughs> well, getting better. So, Russell Hilarious. Wilson has Wolverine blood? Michigan uh, fan? I'm confused. Thought he went to Wisconsin. Yeah, he did go to Wisconsin, and he also went to NC State, and neither of those are Wolverines. Um, yeah, this this quote is annoying to me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Russell Wilson. I think everything Nathaniel about Russell Wilson's annoying to you. Are Wait, you like an Evan Wilner now? Because our producer feels Let me tell you something, way. Amber. Amber and I, we've worked together a lot, okay? Amber and I are friends, but we haven't known each other a really long time. Let me tell you what I've done, Amber. I have banged this Russell Wilson drum. I think it is crap. He hasn't gotten an MVP vote all these years. I mean, I have literally, I've, I'm like, this. he's getting an unfair shake. His offensive line was terrible in Seattle. I threw them under the bus. I mean, I've, I've literally stood up for Russell Wilson at every turn I ain't doing it this year I'm done this dude's got paid too much money and there's too many of these slide remarks and I don't like it I don't like it at all all I've talked about is this Broncos team being one quarterback away because they have all these weapons on the offensive side of the ball they had a very well constructed defense one that was led by Vic Fangio that was very smart a very good offensive scheme in place I've seen a head coach come in there and essentially give this this entire team a playbook that's suitable for college students and I'm disappointed in the entire product top to bottom and that has to do with Russell Wilson who's a veteran in this league and the way he behaves and, and the way he goes about his business I just don't like I don't like it this year and I'm done standing up for the dude so you know what I think it's corny I think the whole thing's corny and you don't have Wolverine blood sorry well I doubt you're done seeing enough from the dude because the <laughs> NFL is going to stick it down our throats in prime time That's every single I week feel. of this Broncos team so we're definitely gonna have to see more of this dude uh, that was an epic Shea Cornette rant but listen a lot of people feel the way that you feel about Russell Wilson at this point. For whatever reason, he rubs people the wrong way, and he has. And then, of course, now with the way things are going so far in Denver, it's probably not helping the situation surrounding Russell Wilson at all. 
He was playing through injury some last season. We kind of ignored the fact that it was a little bit of a down year. And a down year for Russell Wilson still looks pretty good. But it was a little bit of a down year. He's playing through the thumb injury. We thought Seattle wasn't good. Maybe Geno Smith has proven us otherwise that that offense isn't as bad as we thought it was. But now he is in Denver. And so now we have another injury sort of excuse to attribute to Russell Wilson and maybe it's legitimate with the hamstring and whatnot it's just I wish maybe we had known about it a little bit sooner if that was the case it feels a little bit convenient right now so we'll see what happens here with this Denver team but moving on did the Dallas Cowboys quarterback his name is Dak Prescott he said that he will start on Sunday against the Detroit Lions at AT AT&T Stadium after going through a full practice on Thursday yesterday for the first time since fracturing his right thumb in the season opener here is Dak with reporters earlier today I am. And how? <laughs> I think anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, hey, do you wish the game was tomorrow? Or do you need these days to get ready? I mean, I, I'm fine. I, I think the number count, I think if you watched practice or had that film, you would say that, yeah, I could play today, I could play tomorrow. But obviously there's still preparation to be done. Um, yeah, we've got, this is just Thursday. We've got Friday, Saturday to make sure that we're exactly where we need to be. But as far as health-wise, yeah. There's no way Dak or even Kevin Hart is as funny as those reporters just made Dak Prescott feel, by the way, with their laugh back, Shay. But it seems like Dak's going to get the go this Sunday. Yeah, and he should. I'm excited to see what he can do and how he can help this Cowboys team along. Cooper Rush did an admirable job, but they're going up against a Lions team. It's not going to be an easy walk of the park. Might be some growing pains for Dak Prescott. I'm not saying it results in an L, but it very well could be a very close game. I'm looking forward to it on Sunday. I do think if you're trying to make a comeback, your way to make a comeback is to go against the Detroit Lions. So at least that works out well for Dak then the Chicago Bears next week they're going to ease Dak back into that starting role Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.